What is up, Sacktown? Uh, once again, this is a Sacktown movie, Bubs. Yeah. <laughs> And this is Jason, and uh, well, maybe not everybody's from Sacktown, so. Uh, but you know, if you are, what is up? And if you're from another city, what is up with you? <laughs> um, but uh, once again, uh, we are back again with another uh, with another one of our uh, top ten list shows. Um, if you've been following our series, we've been doing a top ten list um, starting back. 1995 and now we're actually up to 2003 so um, this will be the first half of our top 10 films of 2003 where we do our number uh, 10 through number six and then we'll have a second show where we do our number uh, number five through one with some honorable mentions um, also on these shows we are also doing a new thing where we actually are reviewing uh, uh, we've, we've each uh, given an assignment to each other to review a film that we know that the other person hasn't seen yet um, so with that said, let's get into it. <laughs> so um, I'll go ahead and start this one. Um, so okay. the film that you gave me um, is Lost in Translation. Um, so Lost in Translation stars uh, Bill Murray and uh, uh, Scarlett Johansson, uh, which is very young. Um, basically, the basic premise is uh, he's a, an actor, probably similar to kind of himself in the film, um, where he's actually uh, getting jobs uh, going over to Japan. Um, to basically shoot uh, commercials um, uh, for, uh, uh, for like Japanese commercials, basically, and which is kind of actually a very common thing. There's other actors yeah. that I've seen that um, that they go over to uh, 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 the Far East and they shoot commercials over there, and they mostly get paid. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it's really really good money. Um, they just go over there and you know spend a week over there, and uh, he stays in a hotel and he's basically shooting commercials and that sort of stuff for uh, uh, for for different directors. Um, and then uh, Scarlett Johansson's character is uh, married to uh, uh, is it uh, Giovanni Rubisi? I, I was Rubisi, yeah. Trouble. yeah, Rubisi, uh, pronouncing his name. And he's actually, uh, I guess, a, a big time photographer. Um, so she decided to come on a trip with him, and is also staying in that same hotel. Um, Basically, obviously, they you know they they don't speak Japanese that well. Um, they somehow find each other because you know he's always in the hotel after he's done, and then her uh, Scarlett Johansson's husband is always off doing photo shoots, and so uh, they basically kind of find each other. They kind of hang out. Um, you know, he may have some attraction to her, even though you know there definitely there's a huge age difference and gap in there. Um, so it's kind of a drama, but also kind of a comedy kind of situation. Um, he does have a wife and, and kids back at home. Um, obviously, their marriage is kind of maybe a little bit rocky as well, um, and so they kind of just basically kind of hang out. Um, and that's kind of the basic premise premise of the movie. Um, it's just these two kind of like hanging out talking and having fun. She's got some friends that actually live there. They hang out with friends and that kind of stuff. Um, and that's pretty much the, the general gist of it. Um, overall, yeah, I liked it. I thought it was a fun film. Uh, definitely entertaining. Um, I enjoyed it. Um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's another one of those films that it's, it's, uh, it, it's kind of simple, um, but I still enjoyed that it, that it was simple. It didn't necessarily need a whole lot of fanfare on top of that, uh, but it was fun. There was some humor in there. Uh, had a decent story, um, and then it also kind of ends kind of ambiguous a little bit. You know what I mean? So, um, so I kind of like that about it as well. So, um, not a not a full, you know, what's going to happen with either one of these people, you know, um, at the very end. So, um, so yeah, overall enjoyed it. So, uh, cool. Great, great. So, cool. Yeah, cool. I'm glad. I'm glad. I, I I'm I, I was surprised that you hadn't seen that one because I thought pretty much everybody 
had seen that. Everyone, I mean, everyone who's like a real movie buff, I yeah. thought had seen that. So yeah, it's one of those ones that I had heard about, and um, you know, just for whatever reason, just never caught it. You know what I mean? Um, you know, and, and I'll be the first to admit, I don't usually see everything. Um, I do see a lot of movies a year, but I, I don't usually see movies unless like, I feel like I'm gonna have a pretty good shot of liking them or someone has like strongly recommended me seeing it or something of that nature. And so it was just one of those ones that maybe I thought it was going to see. I don't think it was a huge, huge hit at the box office necessarily. I don't think it bombed, but I don't know if it was like a blockbuster at the box office necessarily, but I know it was respected in a lot of critic circles, but just one that I just never got around to seeing basically. Yeah. So, well, glad you finally did. Glad yes. you enjoyed it. Yes. Yeah. And your homework assignment was a completely different film. Yeah, yeah. It is hunted. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Tell us about that one. <laughs> uh, well, this one, uh, it stars, as you can see there, or that way, uh, Tommy Lee Jones and Benicio Del Toro. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones uh, plays, uh, he's, a, he's a tracker, basically, and he has to track down one of his former students who he trained to basically be a killer. He trained to be a killer and to essentially evade detection. Uh, he trained them, and then he kind of went crazy, I guess you could say. Um, he, whether it's post-traumatic stress or schizophrenia, uh, it's hard to tell. But he, after he, after serving, basically he went crazy and became like a, a murderer, paranoid, paranoid schizophrenic murderer, living in the woods. And uh, Tommy Lee Jones now is trying to track him down with the help of the CIA, I think. Um, yeah. So uh, it is, uh, it's okay. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't really that great. Uh, sorry, Kier. <laughs> I mean, I didn't hate it. It was better yeah. than Van uh, yeah. <laughs> But um, it's kind of exactly the movie that I thought it was going to be when it came out in 2003. And I was like, eh, I think I can skip that one. It's pretty much what I expected, which was just kind of a pretty, pretty generic thriller there's nothing really that stands out about it too much. It's it is short, so I thought maybe maybe uh, maybe at least it'll maybe it'll be like a good solid thriller because it seems like so many movies these days are too long. You know, they're. Yeah. I, I looked at the poster and I was like, I bet that's two hours and five minutes. And it's I I found out it was ninety five minutes. I was like, oh, maybe I'll yeah. enjoy this. But uh, <laughs> it was just okay. Like it it kind yeah. of hints that it's gonna be about like uh, some kind of deeper thing like it's about the way the the government uses and abuses and and discard soldiers um but uh it doesn't it just kind of glanced over that and, and it's just back to like tommy lee jones and benicio del toro fighting and you pretty much know how it's going to end from the beginning uh but i mean it's a well done movie uh no it's not why did i just say that <laughs> i mean it's, it's uh I mean, it's not—it's not a poorly made movie, but you loved uh, it. But uh... <laughs> yeah. um, it's William Friedkin, uh, who, you know, was once like a really great filmmaker. He did The Exorcist, and he did uh, The French Connection. Uh, but to be honest, I've never really loved any of his other movies. I liked Killer Joe a lot, but um, yeah. between The Exorcist and Killer Joe, there's not a whole lot, and this unfortunately isn't another bright spot in there for me. It was okay. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. you're still one for three, in other words. Yeah. No, you know. 
I don't necessarily love these movies, so these are just ones that I'm picking that you haven't seen. <laughs> I know, because I've already seen pretty much everything else from the Yeah, movie, yeah, so, so you're kind of, you know, when you lead me to, to a very limited selection, you know, we got to go with what we got to go with, man. I give you I the know, best of know. what's left. Yeah. <laughs> so. It's what I, what I deserve for seeing everything the year it comes out. <laughs> yeah, hey, man, yeah. that's, you know, that's, that's on you, man. That's on you. Cool. Yeah. Uh, cool. Well, with that said, let's get into our uh, a real top 10 of that year. Um, so um, I'll have you start off with number 10 of 2003, sir. Number 10 is, for me, oh boy. Okay. So this is a, uh, it's one that I need to watch again, For frankly. It's been a really long time since I watched it, but I think it's a really excellent movie. It's a revenge thriller. Uh, it is directed by Park uh, Chan-wook, who's made some, uh, I'm kind of blanking on what else he's done now, but he's he's done a lot of really good kind of violent, messed up movies, like like Old Boy. Old Boy is a very violent, messed up movie. Uh, but be. it's about a guy who is kidnapped, wakes up in a room where he's being held prisoner, and he doesn't know why, uh, for quite a substantial amount of time. I don't remember how long, but a, a while. And then he, when he finally gets out of this room, he basically goes on a revenge spree against to uh, against who did this to him uh so it's got a lot of really it's really it looks amazing it's got some fantastic action scenes in it there's a scene there's a long tracking shot down a hallway involving a hammer uh where he's just like kicking the crap out of people with a hammer and it's just like one of the most amazing things i've ever seen uh there's a twist at the end which is pretty jaw-dropping uh and pretty pretty uh, amazing where it goes from that very it's, it's a very shakespearean movie uh it's kind of a shakespearean tragedy if uh you know shakespeare had really got into some really messed up stuff which is <laughs> really hardcore action violence <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. a lot of his, his plays are kind of violent i guess you oh know? Yeah, so, yeah yeah i don't know if you're familiar with titus but uh titus yeah. andronicus but it's i mean that's got incest cannibalism uh murder shakespeare knew how to get down when it, when it came to that kind of stuff so but uh, I really like I really like uh, Old Boy a lot. It's one it's overdue a revisit. I probably haven't watched it in over a decade. So, but uh, it's a really cool movie. Old Boy. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, uh, I, I think you actually showed that one to me. Um, I do remember liking it. I didn't love it, but I do remember liking it. And I do. I don't remember a whole lot of the details about it. I do remember that there is a decent twist, and I do remember the twist on it. Um, but yeah, overall, I liked it. And then, um, what's that? hard to forget that twist <laughs> yeah yeah definitely i do remember having a very good twist um you know and you know usually for me if you have a twist and it, it pays off for me you know overall i i enjoy it so uh, but yeah uh good choice good choice for number 10 cool. so um so yeah um and just fyi um for this year 2003 um this isn't for you this is for the people at home watching yeah i know what you're gonna say though <laughs> yeah, for uh, for 2003, I don't own a lot of the films, especially in the bottom half. I own a few more. Maybe I'm in the top half, hopefully. Um, but um, so I'll be bringing a lot of these in uh, um, via imagery. imagery. So um, just, you know, I always throw that out there just so people know. So and always, I, you know, unlike Jason, you know, I don't own, you know, everything. So. Uh, this is one I, I'm surprised I don't know, but because um, uh, it is a great film to watch around the holidays. My number ten is actually going to be Elf. Uh, Elf. So um, yeah, uh, everybody knows Elf. Great, great, great story with Will Ferrell. He's obviously was adopted as a as a as a baby by a group of elves, and he grew up to be you know a giant. And um, 
you know, and uh, is living in the North Pole and uh, at some point decides he wants to go find his, 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 his family where he came from and, you know, and goes to, I think they're in New York, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, New York and finds his father, uh, who's played by James Caan. And, uh, you know, and he still is very elf-like, <laughs> so very childish, uh, very, you know, uh, you know, likes candy, stuff like that. You know, does all the stuff that elves would do, that kind of stuff. So it's a comedy. It's a very good touching story uh, um, because, uh, you know, uh, James Caan's not a, a believer in, like, you know, Santa or the holidays and that kind of stuff. So he's also trying to get him to believe in this kind of stuff. And um, so it's a really, really cool uh, story. Always one that I enjoy. Um, and just overall, just a really fun, great holiday film. So number 10 for me is Elf. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love Elf. It's not in my top 10, but it's definitely in the runner-ups. Um, and I, I noticed it was actually a pretty good year for holiday films like this came out and bad santa came out it did it did are, yeah yeah those are two movies that i you know they're one they're on the favorites list they're you know i might not watch them every christmas season but they definitely get a lot of play at least every few years or something and also piece, yeah and also uh pieces of april that's one that i i get to every every other yeah. thanksgiving or so um so it was a yeah. good year for films, but oh no yeah, I agree. I love I agree. yeah and uh, that's the movie that I wasn't really on the Will Ferrell train at that time. Uh, like, I wasn't a big old school fan. Uh, so I wasn't really. I was. Yeah, well, that's because you have bad taste. But uh, <laughs> uh, I wasn't really on the Will Ferrell train. But this is that's the movie that got me got me on there. So, yeah, excellent choice. Cool. Cool. Number nine. Number nine. Okay. Number nine is uh, one of the movies that I almost gave you as the challenge because there were quite a few good movies from 2003 that you hadn't seen. Uh, and that is American Splendor. So this movie, uh, it stars, uh, oh God, what's his name? Oh my God, I'm blinking. Uh, Paul Giamatti, Paul Giamatti yeah. uh, as Harvey Picar, uh, who was a, uh, um, a, com a comic strip writer. Um, and not like the comic, the kind of comics that are popular these days, not for heroes, uh, crazy stuff like that. He, he was more of the uh, Robert Crumb variety. Circus. <laughs> yeah, no, no, not, not hardly. But he was more of the, uh, the R. Crumb variety, like the, the kind of real life comics, uh, like kind of the seedier side of life. So um, that's my kind of stuff. I'm not, I'm not into the superheroes that much, but uh, it's a really excellent movie. It's another one that I haven't watched in a really long time that I really need to revisit. Um, but it's it, Paul Giamatti is fantastic in it. It's got a lot of similarities to Ghost World. It's got kind of a Ghost World sensibility to it. Um, Hope Davis is really good in it. It's just a really good, funny, but also moving uh, biopic about uh, Harvey Picar. So that's my number nine, American cool. Splendor. Cool. Yeah, another one I've heard of, just never got around to seeing. So, um, but uh, so can't can't say too much about it. But cool, maybe it's one I'll check out. You know, if we ever uh, do another challenge for two thousand three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, cool, cool, cool choice. Uh, moving on to my number nine. It's one that I already know you don't care for, but a lot of people do care for. So we're gonna bring it in anyways. You're not gonna like a lot of the ones in my top ten, probably. I don't know. Who knows? We'll see. Is actually Matchstick Men. So yeah, 
Um, so one that I've always enjoyed uh, stars uh, Nicolas Cage and Sam Rockwell. Uh, Nicolas Cage is basically the uh, 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 they're con men, basically. Um, I guess another word for con men, which I didn't know until the movie came out, is, is also called Matchstick Man, I guess. I wasn't really for sure about that. And so uh, Nicolas Cage is basically kind of the leader, um, and uh, his protege is kind of Sam Rockwell, and they basically do cons on people. Um, you know, obviously, you know, they do all kind of like, you know, tell people they won, you know, uh, you know, prizes and that kind of stuff. And then, uh, you know, the people will send them a check and then they'll go to their house as like insurance agents and say that, you know, the person that sent you a check was was they're the people. But they go to, to their house and say, hey, they you know, these aren't good people. They they scammed you. You know, uh, if you just want to, uh, you know, write me another check for X amount or something of that nature, you know, we can definitely get this squared away for you. And they kind of reluctantly get people to write them a check. And um, and, uh, and and that's kind of the stuff that they do. Uh, Nicholas Cage's character also has a very high OCD and uh, is on all kinds of medications and that kind of stuff. And while he's like kind of on the medications, he ends up finding out that he uh, has a has a daughter. Um, that's like 14 years ago from 14 years ago that he's never seen. Um, and she comes into his life and kind of wrecks havoc on his life and kind of, uh, you know, in some ways kind of helps him as well, because, you know, like I said, he hasn't, you know, been on any days, hasn't seen any women, hasn't really interacted with a lot of other people other than, uh, Sam Rockwell's character. And he only really interacts with him when they're working. They're not like friends. They don't hang out or go to do anything or anything. So, um, so she kind of helps bring him a little bit out of that shell. Um, so it's kind of a comedy. It's a heist movie. It's got a lot of twists and turns um, in terms of the uh, the heist that they're uh, trying to pull off. And then it's got, uh, like I said, a really, really uh, interesting twist uh, towards the end as well. Um, so, yeah, really good movie. And it's got a really kind of a it's one of those movies where it's like uh, it ends really, really well. It's kind of a really, really good ending that I like about it, because like there's a lot of bad things that, that, that happen to to him. Um, but like in the end, you, you always feel like, you know, kind of like he's you know probably going to be okay kind of thing. So I, I kind of like movies that end like that. So kind of a slice of life, you know, so, um, but that's my number, uh, nine is matchstick men. Cool. Uh, yeah, I, I don't remember that much to be honest. I just saw it the one time in 2003 at the theater and it didn't blow me away. Uh, but you know, that could, you know, I've, I've revisited movies that didn't work the first time and really liked them the second time. So I can't really say anything bad about it. It seems like the kind of movie I would like, you know, I like movies about con men. I like all those actors. Um, I don't know. I, I just remember I gave it two stars back in the day. Who knows what I give it now? So, uh, <laughs> sorry, man. Cool. Maybe I'll check cool. it out again someday. Cool. Oh, and that's the beauty of these lists is we don't all have to agree or like each other's lists. So, uh, so, and it's probably better that way because you know that it just shows the world that you're wrong a lot. So, <laughs> whatever. Cool. All right, man. Moving on to number eight. Okay, so number eight, uh, I, I, I make fun of you whenever this happens to you, but this, I, I, don't, I can't find it. <laughs> What? I can't find it. I know I've owned this movie since 2003, but I have no idea where it is. Either it's misfiled on my shelves or uh, I lent it to somebody a long time ago and never got it back. I really don't know. And I make fun of you when you say that. 
but this it happens. This is you know, it does. I mean, it really does. Actually, I think I own Matchstick Man at one point, but I have no clue what happened to it. So, yeah. you know. So, same so with I Elf. Did, I ordered. I yeah, yeah. I ordered. I ordered the Blu-ray before it started, so it's on its way. Uh, but my number eight is uh, School of Rock. So okay. I love School of Rock. It's one of my favorite movies. Uh, it's a Richard Linklater film. Uh, it stars Jack Black as a, uh, um, I can't remember the exact circumstances why he ends up teaching music in school, but uh, it's like the quintessential Jack Black role. I think it's, it's the, I, I like Jack Black in, in most things he's done, but to me, this is, that's the quintessential role because he is such a rock music fan in real life, playing this kind of uh, immature, uh, rock and roll instructor working with kids is like the perfect role for him. Um, and yeah. it's a link later movie. Uh, one of my favorite directors, you know, Days of Confused, uh, the Before Sunrise, Sunset, Midnight trilogy. Uh, one of my favorite filmmakers. Uh, so it's like it's one of his lighter films, and, I, and that's one of the things I love about Richard Linklater is he goes all over the map. Like he makes movies that are really adult oriented and mature and then he makes movies like silly comedies like that and i think it's just it's just a perfect ah thank you man thank you i appreciate that <laughs> there you go that's what that's what is on the shelf or was for you know 15 years and who knows what happened it's on the way back so that's one of my favorites so uh absolutely number eight i think back in the day it was even higher than that uh yeah i think so yeah. I think you really love that one. So cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like School of Rock. Um, I haven't seen it in many, many years. It, it didn't make my my top ten or honorable mentions, but um, but I do remember enjoying it. You know, I'm not a big rock guy, so I liked it for what it was and respected it. It is funny. It's got a good. It's got a good story, and um, you know, it's it's a lot of fun. So I do like it. So just you know, just doesn't quite make the top ten or or top fifteen in my case. So. <laughs> All right. Maybe if I did a top 25, it would be right there. Who knows? So. <laughs> Thanks for bringing in the poster, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, not a problem, man. Yeah. You know, I make dreams come true, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but cool. Good choice. Good choice. Um, my number eight, again, I think it was the last one that I don't own from at least this half. <laughs> so um, I haven't looked at the second so half. I mean, I know what. What's that? So you have one. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. I I have two. I have uh, seven and and uh, six. So. Okay, never mind. Uh, this one I know you like, uh, which is the station agent. So, um, so yeah, I just saw this one uh, recently. Uh, stars uh, Peter Dinklage um, uh, from Game of Thrones. Uh, so yeah, uh, basically he is a um, obviously he's a dwarf for little person in real life um, and also in the movie. Um, and basically he's really, really obsessed with trains. <laughs> so um, uh, him and basically his, uh, the owner of, uh, they work for like a, like a train, like a miniature train uh, company where they like fix like miniature trains basically for people and that kind of stuff. Um, him and the, and the owner. And that's pretty much his only real friend. In addition to that, they also are really into trains, so they go to like like train movie parties, basically, where they all sit around and like somebody has like recorded themselves, like kind of like if you were like a tornado chaser kind of thing. Um, they're like train chasers, so they basically film themselves driving alongside a train and and watching it and that kind of stuff. And um, so he's really into that kind of stuff and and watching trains and um, you know so. That's that's what he gets off on. He he likes trains. Um, so um, it's not a big spoiler, but basically his uh, the guy that owns the shop ends up 
kind of passing away and uh, basically leaves him uh, uh, some property um, that's uh, like somewhere in New Jersey. And so when he gets there, the property is basically a kind of like a train depot kind of place. Um, so it's really, really tiny. I mean, it's like a, basically like a studio apartment, if you think of it that way. Um, I don't think there's like electricity in the beginning. Uh, maybe there's water running water. I, I'm not for sure. Um, and uh, so he basically lives there in this town that he's never lived in before. Um, so he basically kind of retires and moves to this town. The guy also must probably left him some money, I'm assuming, too. Um, he kind of befriends a couple people in the town. It's a really, really small town. So he befriends a woman and a guy and I'm on the cover there. Um, and it's kind of just like a slice of life. So it's basically just him and his struggles and all three of them. They all kind of have little different issues, especially the woman. Um, her, she had a son that passed away and basically is divorced from her husband and and uh you know there's some other characters in there as well um so it's just basically kind of a slice of life film and it's uh it's a little hard to describe fully um but you know basically it's just his story and you know he's kind of coming out of his own shell because he's always kind of been a loner um and he's kind of basically kind of forced to to hang out with these people and he kind of enjoys it um you know hanging out with friends and getting out and and i think part of the reason why he's been a loner so his whole life is because he's 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 a dwarf and you know he's afraid of you know people making fun of him which it sounds like it kind of happened a lot as he was growing up and there's also uh evidence of that in the beginning of the film like there's like people staring at him and making jokes and cracks about him about you know kids going wow i'm already taller than you are kind of stuff and it, you could just tell that he's been used to that that kind of stuff his entire life but it's got a lot of humor it's got a lot of heart and just overall just a really really you know fun and good movie so one i've always enjoyed and that's my number eight the station agent nice yeah i love the station agent uh i've watched that movie many 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 times uh i think it is like you said it's just a really good slice of life movie it's got a lot of humor a lot of heart um and i really like the three actors the the central actors peter dinklage yeah. and patricia clarkson who was also in pieces of april that year and uh, Bobby uh, Valley, who yeah. went out and have a lot of good roles in TV, mostly. He works in TV a lot. Um, yeah. He's yeah. all over the place now. But back mm -hmm. then, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know what he was in before that, but I think that was the first time I'd ever seen him. But I really like the way those three blend together. Because yeah, they, and it's, they're kind of like a motley crew of people because they're all very, very different in what they do and what they like. And, and, and it's, it's a very interesting, like, you know, he, uh, Bobby's really a, a loud, brash guy. He owns like his own, like, coffee stand slash hot dog stand kind of thing and uh you know he's the one that actually makes him kind of come out of his shell and then the actress she's kind of like uh uh you know she's got a lot she had a lot of drama in her life and she's really just kind of you know like a reckless driver and always is covered in like paint from her painting and you know they're just a really weird mesh of people that they all kind of just hang out and kind of click so yeah they wouldn't they wouldn't normally uh be even encounter each other usually no you know, no, but they just happen to be in a really, really small town with not a lot of people. Um, and, you know, obviously a town like that's going to notice somebody that's, that's, you know, three feet tall. You know what I mean? So that's, he's going to be hard to miss. And so that's kind of what makes their, their friendship kind of work. And, um, and it's, yeah, like I said, just a really fun film. So, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's really like, it's believe it makes it believable that those three yeah. people would actually enjoy hanging out with each other. It makes it believable, yeah. which is probably harder than it seems. So yeah, yeah I love that movie. Love it. Cool. Anyways, yeah. Number seven. Number seven for me is uh, a little bit more of a downer. Slice of life, but also uh, 
a little more of a downer slice of life, and that is Elephants. So this is a movie that uh, it's it came out. Obviously, this is uh, just a couple of years after uh, the Columbine shooting. So right. um, school shootings, well, unfortunately, they never kind of go away. But uh, it was definitely in the public consciousness. Oh, they're going away for now since there's no school. Uh, everybody's at home. <laughs> oh, yeah. Silver lining? I don't know. <laughs> uh, but anyway, Elephant is a... Uh, it's really it's a brilliant movie. I think um, this one I know was higher up in my top ten back then, but I don't know why it's not this time. But anyway, it is a uh, it's a movie about a uh, school shooting basically. And what I think makes this movie so interesting is the structure of it. Um, it's directed by Gus Van Sant, who's made a lot of really great movies. And this during this time period, he was really into experimental films, and this is definitely his best of the experimental movies that he made during that time period. So what's so interesting about this movie is that the whole movie takes place about the, I don't know, 20, 20, 25 minutes or so before the, the shooting happens. But it kind of, it shows you the 20, this period of time from all different vantage points. So it kind of introduces you to all the people who are going to uh, play a part, essentially, in, in what happens. And it shows you the 20 minutes in their life leading up to when the shit hits the fan, basically. So um, it's a really, uh, a really hit. <laughs> what was that for? <laughs> uh, but it's a, it's, it's a hypnotic movie. I think it's not for everybody, uh, but it is. It has a lot of. Uh, Gus Van Sant really likes these really long, long, long tracking shots uh, where you're just watching somebody walk. Um, it's not for everybody. I like that kind of stuff because it really draws me into uh, the the world that the movie inhabits. So I, I I think it's a brilliant movie. I've watched it many, many times over the years. When it came out, I probably watched it 10 times just that year. I think it's a fascinating movie. It's obviously disturbing, uh, but it doesn't, it doesn't uh, revel in the bloodshed at all. Um, it's not gratuitous or anything, but it definitely is disturbing. So... But it's a great movie, I think, and it's my number seven for 2003, and that is trying to get the glare off of there, Elephant. Yeah. Um, I don't remember a whole lot about that film. Um, I don't uh, I don't remember loving it or anything like that. So um, I do remember that I felt like I, when you mentioned the long tracking scenes, um, I, that's kind of what sticks out of my mind about that film and just being – I, I don't know. I, I guess I didn't care for that style personally. So, um, and I've got no problem with, you know, films about school shootings or anything like that. Um, you know, Bowling, from Colin, Bowling for Columbine was one of my, one of my top movies uh, of the previous year. But, um, but uh, I, you know, just not one that really, that I would personally revisit or, or want to watch again. So, uh, but yeah, different strokes, man, different strokes. You know, it's not for everybody, as you mentioned, and I'm one of those everybody that is not for. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Cool. All right. Well, moving on to my number seven, another one that you probably don't care for as much, um, which is awesome. So number seven is going to be the Italian job. So uh, one that I always love. Um, I always like good little uh action type comedies um and this is another heist movie as well so um uh basically Italian job has got a lot of people in it uh you know it's, it's got it stars mark Wahlberg. um 
and uh, he's basically kind of like a, he's a protege under like Donald Sutherland and um, there's a bunch of other people in as well. Um, and they basically go to pull off like a, a, a job, basically kind of a job where they're going to get like some gold. Um, and they are kind of double crossed by Edward Norton's character um, who ends up, who basically ends up running off with all the gold um, kind of situation. Um, and the film is basically from there, it kind of takes a, a couple different twists and turns. But uh, at that point, basically, uh, they end up tracking down where Edward Norton is and they try to pull off a heist job in order to basically get the gold back from him that he kind of stole from them from the job. And it also stars uh, Charlie Theron, Jason Statham. Um, it's got um, uh, most deaths in there. Um, it's got a bunch of people in there. So it's uh, really just a, just a fun kind of comedy uh caper film if you will heist film um it's got some good action it's, it's funny in parts um and, and just another fun just really cool uh like i said heist film and i've always been a big sucker for heist fans and con man films similar to match dickman and this one's kind of no different so that is my number seven for 2003. italian job italian job <laughs> now um now i don't i don't have any you know anything really bad to say about it uh but kind of like the score which was in your your top 10 for 2002 it was just kind of uh i don't remember anything standing out about it you know it just mm -hmm. seemed like uh it's kind of another one starring edward orton yeah so yeah another like uh you know part pardon me but uh just kind of a generic movie that's what i remember again i haven't seen it in 17 years or 18 years in the case of the score but uh i don't remember anything standing out about it and if, uh, if I, you know, when it comes to that kind of movie, I'm always going to get uh, Ocean's Eleven before we get either of those. So um, it's all right. Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe it's, maybe it's a little better than I remember. I don't know. Yeah, it's a lot better than you remember. This is the number seven <laughs> film of that year. <laughs> yeah, I doubt that, but okay. I just said it, so, so we know what's yeah, that's up. that's why I doubt it. <laughs> cool good choice. all right well, moving right along to number six number six we're not gonna have to take very long because it is the station agent awesome already talked about it yeah uh one of my favorite movies definitely one of my favorite slice of life movies uh love it station agent number six <laughs> cool <laughs> cool uh number my number six um you've already kind of alluded to because you already said you don't like this film but i do so it's my number six and it is going to be old school which everybody loves i don't know why you don't care for it pretty much everybody loves that movie so um just a really fun fun comedy obviously uh it stars will ferrell luke wilson vince vaughn uh basically they're about uh, a, a group of guys that you know are, are kind of going through a midlife crisis if you will and they all kind of decide to like basically start their own fraternity at like a college. And that's basically what it is. They're basically old school guys that are like join like this fraternity at a college. Um, so it's just got a lot of debauchery and humor and, you know, drinking and they go streaking. And it's just a really fun, funny movie. One that I laugh at almost every time. Every time I put it on, I get a kick out of it. So um, that was the one that's, uh, you know, kind of. This one actually, I know you don't care, but this one I would say probably put him more on the map than 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 Elf probably in, in terms of becoming a, a big star, you know, because you know. I didn't I, realize I they were the same year. I didn't realize yeah. they were the same year. Yeah. Yeah. So this one is probably the one that I think that he's probably when everybody when he first got started getting noticed, especially for like the the 
uh, I forget what they call them. They're not the rat pack. They're like the, the frat pack or something like that. And that's, that's actually kind of where this one comes from with like uh, Will Ferrell, Vince Vaughn, Luke Wilson, uh, Ben Stiller, all those guys. Cause that's when they started making all those movies together around that period of time. So, uh, uh, but, uh, but yeah, uh, one that I definitely enjoy and most people do. I don't know what's wrong with Jason, but uh, most people enjoy it. So that is my number six. Yeah, another one that I don't really remember much, but I know unlike uh, the Italian job at Matchstick Man, which I gave like two, two and a half stars, I definitely remember giving old star, uh, old uh, old school one star. So <laughs> I definitely. Well, you're going to find a lot of people in the comments that are going to be disagreeing with you on that one, I can tell you, because it's a cult classic for sure. So, um, but, uh, but hey, different folks for different folks, man. You know? That's not a cult classic. It was a huge hit. You can't be a cult it's classic. A huge hit classic is what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, it's a turd is what it is. Well, you know, hey, you know, let us know in the comments, you know, if you like old school, if you like any of these films, you know, let us know in the comments. <laughs> let us know your, talk, your thoughts and your takes on them for sure. Yeah. Well, that concludes the first half of our of our 2003. Uh, clearly, yeah, we're going to be uh, any more far apart um, on these films. Half, I hope your second half is a little better here. I hope your second half's a little better. Um, is what I'm hoping. Um, I think the only one we're in agreement on was the station agent, pretty much. Um, but um, um, but yeah, uh, so yeah, just definitely, uh, you know, um, you know, if you like the channel, we ask that you continue to uh, like and subscribe to the channel, and then always hit that bell bell notification. And uh, definitely be looking out for the part two of our top ten films of 2003 and we'll be getting that uploaded soon we usually space them about a week out or so so um, definitely be looking out for that one uh hopefully there'll be a lot more films that we agree upon in that one probably not but you never know <laughs> you never know <laughs> so now uh, we thank you guys again for uh, watching and we will be seeing you all again real soon we hope you have a great day